I am given free shit all the time. Like I'm talking about on a regular basis. Not not like uh, not in the sense of like Oscar award ceremony or like Grammys or some like massive thing where, you know, you go and you're given this gift basket and there's like a Rolex and there you get all these like big epic, like here's a big gift for you, this big deal. No, I'm talking about like daily, regular, everyday life. I am a given free stuff, free samples, free tastings. Uh, I, I'll, I'll explain it here in a second, but like I'm, I'm almost hesitant to share this with you because it's so foundational to who I am and how I exist in the world. Um, But as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about this podcast, sharing these daily Guinness thoughts. I've realized that this is a curious maxim, something that I hold foundational to living a curious life. And so I'm going to share with you. So yeah, so I'm going to share it with you today. This truth, this, I don't, I mean, it's, I feel weird saying it's a secret. It's so freaking obvious to me. Uh, I'm just surprised that it's not embraced uh, by every single person on the regular. Because if you are not holding yourself like this and not doing this or you, uh, thinking of interactions with people on a regular basis this way, like if you were to embrace this, man, I swear to God, your life is about to get 10 times more interesting. It's the belief that I have that interest begets invitations. So I was getting together with my buddy Jordan Sirock last night, uh, and he's one of those friends. But I don't know. Do you have any friends like this where you get together and you're in the middle of a conversation and it just... Like on the regular, the conversation always goes someplace interesting. Like I regularly find myself thinking in conversations with him, like, oh man, I kind of wish we were recording this conversation because it'd be great with the podcast, but I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be that freak who can't have conversations uh, unless they're being recorded for a podcast. So I don't, I I, I refrain from it uh, here and there. But Jordan is one of those friends. I just feel like, oh man, we could just record every conversation we have and it would make for an interesting podcast. I'm so much so. He's already been a guest on the podcast, and I'm sure he will be in the future. But last night we were getting together uh, to grab Robin. Robin, that sounds weird. We were getting together to have ramen together downtown Minneapolis. And uh, as we're wrapping up, we're like, man, let's keep this conversation going. Let's go someplace else. And he was like, hey, have you checked out this new distillery in Minneapolis called O'Shaughnessy's? So we're like, yes, let's go check it out. Apparently, they're doing legit Irish whiskey here in the Twin Cities. And as we walk in, it's this massive building, and to my right, there's a huge glass wall, and right behind it are three legit copper Irish pot stills. And if you don't know what a pot still is, uh, actually, maybe I'll maybe I'll put a picture of their of their pot stills in the show notes below. So just take a look at that photo. Uh, if you're especially if you're listening to this on Spotify, it always shows up the photos that I'm adding for each of these episodes. But uh, I'm not aware of any other like happening in the Midwest of any like these things were gorgeous and amazing. I was like instantly freaking out like who the hell is distilling 
proper Irish whiskey this way and how is this happening in my freaking backyard? So we sit down at the bar and I'm just like, <laughs> just as like, like even as I'm saying this right now and explaining my like excitement about this, I, I have like this low level back of my head insecurity about it. Like there's that phrase, right? Like play it cool, man. And that when I say play it cool, what does that mean? That it, for me, yeah, playing it cool has this like vibe of like, yeah, no big deal, man. I'm playing it cool. Nothing excites me. Uh, that doesn't really exist in my life. I made a decision a long time ago. Just to be like, you know what? If I'm pumped about something, if I'm excited about something, I'm just going to embrace it. I feel like it's life is so much more interesting. I'm not going to hold myself back anymore. Uh, so we sit down at the bar. The bartender comes up to us. And I was just instantly diving in with questions like, dude, how the hell are you guys existing here right now? Like this is instantly, I haven't tried anything, but this place is super legit. Just be even looking at what you're doing. And we just got in a conversation. He's like, Oh man. Okay. I can tell you guys are pumped about this and I'm pumped that you're pumped. So before you even order, just give me a second, I'll be right back. And he comes back and he uh, puts down in front of us two glasses of whiskey. And it was their keeper's heart four year expression. He's like, okay, try this. Tell me what you think. So we're sitting there, we're tasting it. We're talking about the things we're noticing. So we just continued on with our evening, sitting there chatting with him, chatting with each other. And finally, towards the end, he comes back and he goes, okay, you guys have to try this. This is on me too. And he sets down and pours us both their 10-year-old Keeper's Heart Irish whiskey. And I was, I was looking on the menu. And I think like a pour of this is 25 bucks each. He's like, this one's on me too. Try this. What do you think? And so we're sitting there. We're tasting it. We're smelling it. And the experience was incredible. Uh, just the, the conversation we were having together on our own and then with this bartender. And as I was thinking about this morning, I'm like, Man, this shit happens all the time to me. And not just me, like me and my core group of friends. Uh, and it's not that we're like trying for this. This is, It's not like this is a goal. It's just the way we hold ourselves. I've realized that this might be an anomaly to other people. Like, okay, for instance, um, here's another example. Sarah and I were in Cologne, Germany a few years back, right before the pandemic. And our last night there, we're at a bar drinking Kolsch beer and these five German like businessmen come over and they ask us, hey, uh, do you mind if we take your table if you're leaving? We're like, absolutely. And so as we're waiting for our check, these guys are dressed in suits. They're all in like their late 40s, early 50s. And we start having this conversation. They're like, man, we live outside of the cities and we're here for a conference. Like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Like, are you here visiting something? Are you here for something? And we're like... Actually, we're just here for this. We're just here for this beer. And we're just here to experience Cologne because we think this is fascinating. And they're like, what? You're just here for this small town? That's so weird. We're like, yeah, but I guess, but this is amazing. We're talking about how we were just loving uh, Kolsch beer and how we love this culture here. And then we start talking about other food and drinks. And like, what do, what do you think about wine? We're like, oh man, German Riesling. You just can't beat it. Uh, and, and the conversation continues until one of the one of the business guys is like oh man well if you love german riesling uh my buddy here he's a winemaker from up in the north country and you should have to come with us back to our hotel because the bar at our hotel is the only place in town that is serving his wine so you got to come like let us treat you and like come back and like let's uh let's go hang out so we all tab out so here sarah and i are it's uh in the middle of the night we're walking back to these guys uh hotel and we hang out in the bar uh and we end up having an evening where they're just like oh man okay try 
try this, and they're just like, we, we got you. This is this is on us. Uh, we just want to sh- share this experience with you. I want to be clear about this. Like the goal isn't try to get things from other people. But it's like this way of life. It's this truth that interest begets invitations. When someone finds out that you are excited about something, especially if it's something that they are making or creating or something that they're offering the world or something they're interested in too, people naturally want to respond with interest with invitation. And I was thinking about this morning, I'm thinking about like, where did this like this choice just to live a life of just embracing my excitement about things and not trying to play it cool. Uh, where, when did that start? And I th- I was thinking about it, and I realized it started back when I was in college studying music. And when I graduated high school, moved up to Minneapolis and entered a music performance program, uh, I really quickly realized that within the music scene, there was this belief that seemed to just saturate Uh, all the other musicians I was hanging out with. And the belief was in order for other people to think you're cool and to take you seriously, you need to project some sort of playing it cool, which translates as some sort of disinterest. Like, oh, yeah, no, nothing excites me. I don't want to show them excited because that's not cool, man. Like, let me even take it a step further. There was this belief that, like, in order for people to take your... uh, your opinions and like your taste seriously and like, oh, what do you think about this music? In order for people to take you seriously and to for you to come across as you know what you're talking about with something, the best way to do that was to point out the things you didn't like in something. Yeah, that just never, it never sat well with me. I just, I always, I always rubbed me the wrong way, especially just because it coded every conversation about creativity and art and music and uh, like with like a, almost like a like a thin film of negativity and it always just felt weird to me and i remember at some point listening to an interview with the director kevin smith he he directed and made movies like uh clerks mall rats uh chasing amy uh and he's huge right now in like the nerdy comic book world like every time like a marvel movie comes out he's got a youtube channel where he does like a reaction and all his reactions and reviews of stuff are like crazy overwhelmingly positive and raving and excited it's just like this is the coolest thing ever and i just like every time yeah every time i saw him and his reaction to things and how he talked about things, like there was something like within my gut that just like like a, a switch was turned on. Like, oh, like this, like this is something I'm attracted to. This is a way of life, something that like, yeah, this is a way of holding yourself that like feels good to me. Yeah, that's something I want to be like. And I remember just making a decision, like I want to be more like that. And then later I listened to an interview with him and someone was asking about that. They're like, man, well, you know, there's so many like critics out there. Like everybody wants to position themselves as a critic. And if you're going to be a movie critic or an art critic or like a food and drink critic, you need to be like, that usually the first thing that comes to mind is talking about how bad things are. Oh, I didn't like this because I'm a critic and my taste is above these things or whatever. And they were asking him, they were like, hey, your stuff is always crazy positive. You seem like you don't have any negative opinions about stuff. Do you, is that like fake? Where's this coming from? And his response was like, well, uh, actually I have a ton of negative thoughts and like things I don't like about movies and stuff like that. 
But I feel like there's so much negativity out in the world already. I just choose to talk about the things that I like. So I, I feel like there's no need in the world for me just to be talking about the, the things I don't like. I'm just going to embrace my excitement about things and talk about those things. And so it really does just sums up this way of existence that I think is a core of living a curious life. Yeah, embracing the things that you're excited about. And I want to leave you with this. I want to be really clear about this. Uh, I want to be clear about this as I uh, hit my microphone here on my desk. Uh, I want want to be really, really clear about this. This isn't about feigning interest, like faking it, trying to show, pretend you're interested in something or even genuinely being interested with the hopes of getting something from somebody. Yeah, this wasn't me walking into the distillery last night. I wasn't like showing this excitement in the hopes that he'd give something to me. I was listening to a uh, a talk by Ram Das uh, a little while ago, and he was talking about how we as humans, when you interact with someone, and if there is ever a des- like you want something from someone, even as small as like you want them to be anything they are in that moment, we as humans can pick up on that at a subconscious level. Like, like people could tell if you're doing something to try to get something from them. So that's not what this is about. This isn't about doing this so you can die, you get those free beers, you can get these free things, get something from other people. This isn't about doing something so you can get things from other people. This is about a decision of existence, a deciding to embrace that side of you that is excited about things and not just decide, deciding that you're going to like hold it back and just play it cool. Yeah, what it is is this realization that I've had that embracing that, not holding back your interests or excitement about things, people feel that. And the natural result of that kind of interaction is always something cool. And what I've realized is that you find what you're looking for. And if you're looking for things that excite you and if you're willing to embrace that excitement, may I tell you what? Life gets a hell of a lot more interesting when you do that. All right, that's all I got. Have a great rest of your day. As always, stay curious. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge. So that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.